You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge. This is Abukta. This is Murps. Hello. Um, we got a change to the arena, so I guess we can talk about that. Single change. They, they banned it. Change. They banned the card. They banned the card everyone was asking them to ban. And if you were thinking Galaka, you are correct. So, look, oh. they banned Galaka Glutton, which is uh, a three mana, two, three. You eat a beast. You know, you destroy any beast on the field. It gains plus one, plus one. Um, it's basically another form of BGH. It's just another mm-hmm. hate card, right? Yep. And... Uh, they banned it, so you can't draft it anymore. This was something that I think was frustrating uh, quite a few streamers. I know Mr. 9.4 was very, very frustrated by it. Um, it was frustrating regular players, too. It was one of the most was. complained about cards in like the launch, like on the first couple days. And then I kind of didn't hear anything about it afterwards. And I don't know, how many times were you Galaka? I've been Galaka once the entire time out of all the runs I played. Literally been Galaka only once. And I had a Galaka. And, you know, it triggered every now and then, but it wasn't a great card. It's but happened the win rates to me, are decent. It's happened to me a couple of times. So the thing is, uh, in this meta, I just... At the beginning of the meta, I didn't draft... Uh, I never had the opportunity to draft uh, Selfish Shellfish, really. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't going to be like, oh, I'm never picking it. And then I will say later on, I saw a couple of Selfish Shellfishes... And I just never, like, you know, they were always up against something that was, like, fairly close. Or it wasn't even close. It was a good card, right? So I didn't pick it. Um, And I probably could have picked it maybe once or twice more. But everything considered, right? It's like BGH plus Galaka plus I I picked against it. So, no, I haven't. Maybe altogether I've been Galaka, like, twice. But I've... As the meta went on, I did play around it a little bit. Not not to a huge degree, but a okay. little bit, definitely. I think I drafted around it once. Again, like you were talking about with the Shellfish situation, where it was like, ah, Shellfish or another card that's very similar, but like maybe I would value less than a Shellfish. And then I'm like, ah, oh, my deck's already very good. I just I don't want to put in a, a loss condition, essentially, right? Um, but none of that, like, I, I just haven't felt the impact in the game. Um, and obviously it's not one of the most complained about cards. It's, I want to say fourth or fifth, if you talk about people actually complaining about it. But what it was, was a universally complained about card, right? And I think that's very important. Nobody wants Galaka Crawler in the game. Literally nobody. It has like a, a near 100% we should ban this card, um, reaction from you know whether it's the players or the streamers or the good players or even the bad players like it's just kind of a not fun card that doesn't belong in the arena and as we keep saying hate cards don't belong in the arena so we're happy with the ban but it's also at the same time a very low impact ban that is also not what anyone is most complaining about except a small minority like the number one complaint about card on your list being the locker crawler that population of players has to be like below 10% easily. Like, we got a lot of Diver complaints. We got a lot of Night Captain complaints. We got a lot of Anixia complaints. Um, we have Colossal complaints. We have Miracle Growth complaints. Um, although that's getting nerfed. We'll talk about that uh, after this. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really just the lowest common denominator where... This was a card that nobody liked, even if the vast majority of the people only somewhat wanted it to be banned, right? It was like, a, yeah, I want it to be banned, not a, oh, we need this card banned. Um, but in the end, you know, at least something was banned. That's better than nothing. Look, it's a step in the right direction. And I understand that some people are just like, wait, why did they do this, not that, and everything? Uh, is this better than doing nothing? Absolutely. And I think we really have to be aware of what is going on in, with like reality, right? And the bandwidth that uh, the team has or doesn't have. And especially right now, I'm sure that they are focused on balancing constructed 
no, no, no. There's a projects. there's a specific team for modes. Yeah, there's a specific team for modes. We know that. Um, so they're not focused on balancing constructor. At least the vast majority of devs aren't focused on that. So they are focused somewhat on the arena and duels and whatever else is on the modes. Yeah. So uh, play. I would just say that because um, I still see some people. It's like, oh, like you know, we why aren't they adjusting? I think once and for all, we need to just stop with like this talk of micro adjustments you know cue the uh, the mean girls meme it's like it's not gonna happen right it's not gonna happen it's we we have to accept well, they have that. to do something they have to do something right so let's focus on kind of like what is possible because i think some people are still caught up yeah. in like what was done and now it's sort of like okay let's think about in in this situation now what is possible micro adjustments aren't possible anymore so we can talk we know that they can ban so we can Mm -hmm. just talk about bans and if you want this conversation to be constructive uh yes like there's no such thing as adjustments in the way that we knew them before well there's no automatic adjustments that's what that's what the button was right but like they may still be able to adjust by hand you know, like I can't imagine because they did that before there was a button. You know, there was at a certain point a whole bunch of cards only started showing up half the time that they used to, like way back when. We're talking like a history of like four or five years ago. Uh, and then there was a button, and it kind of you know removed the need for someone to be doing it by hand. But apparently, we found out uh, you know after attending left that the button was also fairly by hand <laughs> and not as automatic as it was kind of pitched initially well it's kind um, of like uh your algorithm right it's, yeah, it's not yeah, it's, it's not an actual um you know you enter stuff in and you're just like hmm uh there's there's a lot of finishing uh and qc that goes on with it yeah, but like that's because of new cards for for me for for this it's a win rate based thing and so it really should be automatic. I think the system just didn't work well enough that they trusted it to actually do a better job than not screwing everything up if it was automatic. So someone by hand had to, you know, actually do something with it or else uh they didn't like the results that it would be giving. Like that's what I imagine it was happening because it is not it's a win rate based system. That's what the micro adjusts were. Yep. Um, but okay, anyway. Um, uh, the Galaka Crawlers Band, um, that's the only change that they announced for Arena specifically, and that's already happened. So it's already, like, it was a... I don't know if they patched it or if it was just a hotfix, uh, but it's already in the game. Uh, w- more changes have happened that will come in a patch on Tuesday that are not really Arena-specific, uh, but are constructed-driven, and they do affect the Arena. Um, I don't have the full list in front of me, but the big one, the big one, is that Miracle Growth is now going to be one more mana. So, rather than, uh, what is it, seven mana right now? Rather than seven mana, drawing uh, three cards, summoning a totally ridiculous card, uh, it's now going to be eight mana. So, that's going to matter more than you think, um, just by delaying the effect of that. Because... A lot of, especially the current meta, a lot of what it's about is your options. And having the options one turn later makes the Druid able to do its thing way less well for one more turn. So in addition to just costing one more mana and everything being delayed uh, by a turn in terms of the additional tempo that uh, Druids will get, um, the, the actual cards you're drawing being delayed a turn also matters a ton. So that's going to be a, a big blow to the card. Not to say it's going to be not a great card still. It's still going to be a ridiculous great card. Uh, it's just not going to be as dominant as it is now. And you know what? By win rate wise, I'm actually surprised. It's not that dominant by win rate right now. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I guess. Um, but I, I think we've all seen the impact of it mm-hmm. and what it allows the Druid to do. So... Like- like, yeah. just to put the win rate in perspective, it's below Scale of Anexia, obviously. It's below Boomkin. It's about the same as Night Captain, slightly above Night Captain. And, of course, Mothership dwarfs them all. Like, that's just the win rate of, uh, of Miracle Growth. Uh, the other important change is the fact that Pufferfist is losing one health. Um, mm-hmm. Pufferfist is now going from a 3-4 to a 3-3. Three, three. 
it matters, you know, there is definitely some some times in which you want to kill Puffer Fist and you are not able to and it kind of snowballs when it's in the hands of like a rogue or a demon hunter. Sometimes druid, not always. Um, mm-hmm. So this is kind of a welcome change. I said yes. it before, th- this, this card should not be so strong for just those classes and then kind of like just a normal slash weak card and anytime you can knock down like yes does this hurt kind of like a mage or, or something when it's presented with it in the draft a tiny bit but not as much as it's going to hurt i mean i'm, I'm saying this it's still going to be a good card um <laughs> but it, not as much as it's going to kind of like bring down the value of a class that like really wants to use and wants to rely on it so another good change yeah uh, not that they were I mean, thinking of arena but it, it it just happens to affect arena a lot mm-hmm. um it, yeah it's that's going to be a great change because the top two classes are still druid and demon hunter druid is pulling out a little uh, ahead a little bit um and uh demon hunter has we'll talk about this next the epic bug um but um but uh but yeah uh it'll like it's not we talk about class balancing right what are they going to do to balance classes well i don't know that they're going to do anything in this next patch to balance the classes even though they should but they may not do it just because they're actually already hurting druid and demon hunter the top two classes like this that these are common cards one is a, a common class card, and one is just a common card. And they're some of the top cards of these classes. Uh, Miracle Growth is one, two, three, four, five. It is the fifth best class card in Druid. And for Demon Hunter, Puffer Fist is the... If we count it as a class card rather, rather than a regular card, right? It is the one, two, three... It's the fourth best, quote-unquote, class card in Demon Hunter. And they're both commons, and uh, they're both getting nerfed. So, is it going to make druids and demon hunters now no longer dominate the meta? No, it's not, but it's going to help. So, I think Blizzard may not feel uh, like a huge need to do more at the moment. Um, you're also always worried about the shape of the meta potentially changing, and then, you know, little moves have big effects. It's always hard to move a lot of knobs at once rather than one knob. And this meta, like, it's bad right now, but it didn't get as bad as I thought it would. Like, Druid is 55% win rate. After the first couple days and seeing how Druid was working, I could have swore Druid was going to be 57 by this point. And it just hasn't been. And it's going to go down. Um... Because Druid is also a minor beneficiary of Puffer Fist uh, on top of that. So it could just be that, like, in Demon Hunter is 54%. So if Demon Hunter ends up 53.5 and Druid ends up 54-ish, Blizzard may just be like, all right, that's the meta. Like, if we mess with it, it could easily get worse instead of better. Um, at least at the top. So I am not anticipating that they're actually going to do anything on class balance. Um, besides these changes, at least not yet. Um, maybe later, you know, if only to shake up the meta. But at this point, if I were Blizzard, I, I would be a little a little hesitant to shift the top. Yeah, um, uh, it's really the bottom that needs a lot of fixing, yeah. right? It's like, oh man, if there should be no fear if you know if they decide to tr- want to improve priests, warriors, hunters. Uh, there should be no fear there. It's like, yeah, give them a decent little bump, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because they are, all three of them as of right now, still below 40%. They've been 40% for a while. They are still below 40%. Um, that is really bad. And, I, you know, condolences to those people who actually have those as their three picks. You know, they spent 150 gold. They get those yeah. as the three picks. That is terrible because we have never had a meta that has three classes this mm-hmm. bad. You yep. might have one class that's absolute dumpster tier. We've had that before with like a few classes. <laughs> uh, Warrior, I think people will remember those. Uh, we've had ones in which one is dumpster tier and one is like pretty bad. But then afterwards, it's like, okay, I have a decent one, right? I, I have like a mid-tier one. Um, it is now possible... For like the first time ever, uh, for all three of her choices to be dumpster tier, and I, yeah. I think 
that's like fair. It's like fair to call any class below 40% absolute dumpster tier. Um, you're just going to feel really miserable playing it. Yep. Um, and, and the way to buff them, like, it's not that hard to buff classes a little bit, right? Like, if you're looking at, say, Hunter, what would you don't want to do, and I hope they're not going to do this if they do anything. Like, I, I mean, I honestly don't think they're going to do anything, but if they do do something, I don't want them to just be like, here are the top three Hunter cards. Let's double their offering rates. Like, that's easy, but that'll make things bad. Because what are the top three Hunter cards? I don't even know. Let me take a look. Oh, what do you know? It's Bloodseeker. Um, it's Bloodseeker, Mountain Bear, and a Call of the Wild is epic. Uh, so let's just say they go with commons and neutrals and um, uh, Harpoon Gun. Like, you, you don't want your Hunters to all have a bajillion Bloodseekers and Harpoon Guns and Mountain Bears, even if the average win rate still doesn't crack 50%. Right? Like, they actually have to be selective in what cards they buff. Um, uh, the offering rates of so I'm, I'm saying that it, Blizzard could still mess up here and um, they do need to do something about it 3 is, is too much 3 is, is just too much Priest, Hunter, Warrior like but they, they'll hopefully do it in a way that doesn't make it less fun um, and instead just makes those like doesn't make facing those classes less fun um, and there's plenty of ways to do that. It just requires more thinking than uh, than just going straight for the down from the top of the list. Like takes a little bit extra effort and thought. And uh, hopefully, if they touch it, um, and they have traditionally not been very good at fixing the bottom tier win rates. They've just kind of like let them be uh, as long as there's only like one or two down there. Um, so if they do touch it, hopefully they'll touch it in a smart way. Because otherwise, it could actually make the meta worse. Like if they overcorrect for it. Or just correct for it and make these classes relevant, but in a not fun way. Like Bloodseeker, for example, getting double the offering rate. Um, Alright, so those are the, the big changes that are, that are coming to Arena. Um, and uh, that's not the biggest change compared to how most launches, uh, compared to the result of most launches. The cards that people want banned, partly because they're very split on which cards that they want banned. Um, like, there's people who don't want Night Captain banned. There's people who don't want Diver banned. There's people who don't want Anexia banned. They exist. Uh, there's nobody who don't want Galaka banned. So that splintering of what every person is most annoyed with I think it it really gives Blizzard the the kind of out to just be like, well, you know, if the community can't even agree on what should be banned, uh, how like we're we're going to like to not ban stuff because Blizzard's position is always to ban as little as possible, um, and if the community's not uniting behind the number one win rate neutral card that is not an epic or legendary ever by a mile that has not been banned like it's not even close if the community can't even unite on it if the community can't even get like a 25 percent buy-in on this ban it's it's just it's just hard i think to get blizzard to take other bans seriously either it's just like look you guys you guys don't care that much about these really and i think blizzard's kind of right about it um i'm not happy about it but um, if nobody can agree on what the worst card is in the meta, it's just kind of what it is at that point. Uh, and I'm, I'm disappointed by it. And I am, like, I keep saying this, I am way less disappointed in Blizzard than I am in the community. Uh, the good players in the community, the just the, you know, the people in the community, no one, this isn't like a, oh, top players hate it, but people don't really care, or oh, all the people hate it, but for some reason, all the, you know, like, streamers don't mind it. This is like, it's, you have a very low percentage of people who actively care about this. Like, even the numbers people, the people who are usually, like, really into, like, numbers and, like, win rates and, like, look at HS Replay, they're not even terribly offended by this card. Uh... I look at HS Replay, but I disagree with whether high win rate HS Replay cards needs to be banned or whatever quite frequently. If not mo you know, most, not, probably not most of the time when it's this high, but like a decent amount of time. But this is just, this is too simple of a card and it's too terrible. In case you're wondering, uh, Mothership is 58% win rate. There is, um, uh, in neutrals, there are now six legendary cards and one epic card above it. Um, that means that if this were a legendary card, this would be the seventh best 
neutral legendary we have in the game right now, and it is offered four times as often as a, a legendary class card. Uh, sorry, a legendary neutral card. Um, and it has a ton of RNG in it, so it's not even like, oh, this is designed, you know, in a very good way. No, it's terribly designed. I mean, it's not terribly designed. It's designed in a way that is not conducive to the arena. Let's put it that way. Um, with with massive RNG, I got a just just the other night, uh, Murps. I don't know if you saw. I saw. I, I got saw. A, it, it, was, it was there was a mothership. You know, like I had to kill it because it would have eaten my three five otherwise. And uh, I killed it, and I'll pop two, uh, four, two Divine Shields. Um, it was my 12th win game. A uh, Spoiler alert, this is this run's going to go up on, on YouTube uh, uh, sometime next week. I don't know when, but sometime this upcoming week. Uh, but I was pretty sure I was going to win it. I was in a very good position, definitely winning. And then uh, one card requiring no skill to play, and I had no chance at that game after that. <laughs> Uh, I just this is what the card is. I lose like seventy five percent of my games when my opponent plays it. Like it's just I, do, do other people just like not like even when it doesn't do that, I still lose. Like it's just it's too much. It's like how often do you win when your opponent plays the Sarah? Right? I win like half the time. How often do I win when my opponent plays a Mothership, which happens way more frequently than a Sarah? By the way, uh, I win twenty five percent of the time. Like it is worse than Yasera. It is far more triggering to me than Ysera. I don't know why other people don't realize this. Like, good players, I mean. That I can definitely see. It does trigger you in a very special way. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm looking at the company it keeps, right? Puffer Fist is going to get nerfed and is not really a neutral card anyway. And then it's Lady Prestor, which nobody likes. I think everyone's happy if that got her card got banned. It's School Teacher, which at least is an epic. And I think there's some contingent that wants to ban it and a larger contingent that doesn't. But it's still getting more ban talk than Mothership. Uh, it's Varian, which I don't think Varian's that big of a problem. Uh, I feel like that's a win rate issue where you're much more likely to pick a Varian if, uh, if your uh, deck is already suitable for a Varian. So I don't think it actually is a problem. Like, I wouldn't ban it. Um, then it's Yasera, which I'm going to be honest. I have beaten so many Yaseras, and Yaseras have done nothing for me almost every time I've drafted it that I do not think Yasera is a problem anymore. Like, I, when I like it enough, I, I've really seen enough uh, data about Yasera. So, like, when I have drafted it, um, also whenever I watch, like, you know, I, I put arena streams on in the background, um, mm. and, you know, I watch a lot of Mr. 9.4, but I also lurk in, like, Redbeard's channel, um, I lurk a little bit in Judge, Judge's channel, for example. I, yeah, Ysera just doesn't have that impact. Like, if we're mm -hmm. talking about legendaries now, um, you know, I remember a time in which it was just like, oh, Ivis is, like, just as good as Ysera, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and now, I, I, well, first of all, I, I think p if people were to think about this, they would universally agree. It's like, wait, Ivis is so much better than Ysera. Like, uh -huh. so but much better than wise they're the same. Yeah. Winry wise they're but the exact same. But that's I, because I, people are misplaying Ivis left and right. I, I see that so, all the time. Yeah. Um, I think in these days, especially, and I've just seen too many examples from my own games, from the games that we played. We had an entire run in which Ysera did nothing, right? We played <laughs> it as like a nine-mana nightmare, basically. Um, yep. And also, uh, when other streamers like, uh, and it's different from like, you know, when you discover it turn seven, right? And then right, you, right, you see right. the pace of the gamer. We or, just mean Ysera. Yeah, but when when you draft a Ysera, yeah, it's not... Like, it's really not that impactful. Um, and the times it just stays in your hand and it doesn't do anything and you kind of can't play it, uh, it's huge now. So, yeah, like, it, it's it's funny thinking back on that. And you can't really lump Ysera in with, like, the rest of those, uh, the, the game-changing powerful legendaries now. Mm -hmm. You know, you got RBO, you nope. got Ivis, and then it's like, mm -hmm. is Ysera good? Yeah, it's good, but it's... Just it is far. It's better for worse players. Now. It's just better for worse players where you're just trading all the time and no one's going face. And you're going to get to Ysera more often than not. With good players, you're going to end the game. 
like before Yasera matters so often, whether you're the one ending the game or, you know, you're playing in a way that you're more out of the game uh, because bad things happen because you committed harder uh, in the earlier going. So I think if there is one good player in the two, uh, in the, in the match, then Yasera is not a premium uh, neutral legendary. I can see that if two, you know, if you get two people who are like three win players playing average mid range decks against each other, Yasera is going to win them the game. Like whoever plays Yasera is going to win. Uh, but that's just not the case when you have good players involved, whether they're the one with Yasera or without Yasera. Um, and it's interesting because Yasera is a card with zero RNG, but because it's so big and is generally not playable until turn 10, um, it actually does have RNG in terms of when you draw it. Um, but yeah, uh, the top three legendaries, Ivis, Raid Boss, Anexia, Goliath, those are super game winning. Those are, those are the ones where you just, you see it and you're like, up, oh, I lose. Um, one comes out turn eight, one comes out as early as turn, even on turn six, it's, it's good. Uh, but Ivis should probably be played turn seven and after. Um, and Raid Boss, Anexia is turn 10. Um, but yeah, Mothership is turn six. And it is almost at that level. It is, uh, okay, I don't want to say it's closer to that level than Night Captain, but I would say it's about equidistant to that level uh, as, as Night Captain, as, as it is to Night Captain. Because you go down and then you get to Night Captain, right? Um, like Deathwing, Alexstrasza, and Night Captain are, are in the same win rate category. And I think that's about fair. Um, in terms of the win rates. I don't think those are particularly distorted win rates from HS Replay. Um, and Mothership is like a percent above that. And then uh, Ysera is like 2% above Mothership. So it's just, uh, it's just... Mothership needs to be banned. It needs to be. It needed to be banned like three days after people saw it. We called for it being banned before it was even released. Um, and since then, I've changed my mind on the diver because of the it's auto it's countered within its own set, and the win rates reflect that. And I'm like, fine, I'm willing to like see this out. I still want a band, but I'm not gonna push for it at all. But mothership and school teacher are different stories, and they have basically the same win rate. And mothership is seen twice as often, and frankly, is more triggering and has more RNG. Because the thing with school teacher is apparently it doesn't trigger people. Um, it, it only doesn't trigger me because I've seen so many times of people just messing up with it. Like, I, I don't, like, they, like, target their own minions and, like, kill them. And, like, I don't know. It's not a complicated mechanic. But people do mess up with it. I feel like if after people get better with it, um, and or in certain classes, I don't know. It's probably, like, also very triggering. But you don't see it that much. And it's all I want from Mothership. All I want from Mothership is for it to be treated like the card it is, which is a neutral legendary. So it should have its uh, offering rate drop by 25%. I don't need a ban. People worked hard to create this card. I don't need it out of the game. It's not Galaka Crawler, you know, where everybody just hates it and why? What's the reason of having it in the game? Mothership can be a legendary. It's not a hate card or anything. But what it can't be is a neutral. A neutral... 58% win rate card where the next highest uh, uh, neutral card that is not a legendary is Night Captain, which is one whole percent below that. And, and Night Captain should probably be banned. Like, <laughs> so we're, we're, uh, grumble, grumble. Are you done? Yeah. All right, good. I tuckered myself out. Good, good. It's nap time. All right. I only drank half the coffee. Fantastic. I'll drink the other half. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to Mothership by the end of the podcast. Uh, next topic, Epic Bug is back. What's up, Murps? Epic Bug is back. Do you, uh, it is. So, look, I don't completely understand this because, like, some analysis was done. It's not like a universal Epic mm -hmm. Bug, right? Uh I think we're still trying to completely understand it, but yes, no. from my understanding, epics, some epics are showing epics. up more than they should be. We are still trying to fully understand it. 
Uh, but if we just take the baseline assumption, uh, that is not true. As in, mm-hmm. like you know, th- their epics all have a like you know similar tiered offering rates. Um, so something is going on there, and I I don't know if we're gonna get more info if more people are looking at it. But we know that something is probably wrong there. That's kind of just the way it is. I, I don't know what more to say about it, you know, because uh, I don't know if anything's going to be done. I, I doubt it. I don't know if you're going to find anybody at Blizzard who exactly knows what's going on as well. Because once again, we're working with a system that has been at least fairly significantly changed by uh, the person who left, who did the micro adjusts mm-hmm. y- when you're talking about all these things. So I- I'm not sure if anybody there is completely knowledgeable about what's going on. So I- it's one of those things where I'm just like, okay, well, another thing's wrong with Arena, but there's <laughs> quite a few things that I think could be improved slash change with Arena. This is just one of those other things, and I'm going to wait for the next Arena HS post in which somebody digs through the numbers and says, okay, so here are the cards with the increased offering rates. Here are some conclusions we make, maybe about general, bu- like, you know, tiers or buckets of cards. Yep. It's kind so of it, it. Seems like, it seems like the core cards are what's affected, especially the new core cards that have come in that they didn't add. Uh, so the core cards that are new and core and not in core last year. It's not like exact, like Merp said. This is not, it's not like easy to figure out, oh, here's the bug. Um, but those are the cars that are affected. And just to give an example, Flame Reaper, since it was added back into the arena, is seen about 4% of the time and it's at Epic. Another car that you would draft probably more often than Flame Reaper when you see it is Eldari Inquisitor, right? And that is seen like 3.4% right now. Uh, it used to be 2.5% before the patch. And now it's seen, uh, like before the expansion came out, and now it's seen about 3.5%. So it's actually seen, even though you would think that people would draft it more than Flame Reaper, it's seen less than Flame Reaper. And Flame Reaper is an epic, while Dario Inquisitor is a rare. So that's what we're talking about here. Uh, the uh, epic offering rates are are pretty out of whack. And it's not like uh, Adario Inquisitor's uh, alone, like Flanking Maneuver, another card that's pretty much auto-pick, is also 32 3.3%, which fits in with uh, with the offering rate of Adari Inquisitor as being the quote-unquote correct offering rate. Um, whereas Flame Reaper is the one that's, it's just off. It it should be offered at about half the offering rate of Adari Inquisitor, and instead it's being offered more. Um, and th- th- just... If you just jump in the arena and roll up a Demon Hunter, you'll see. You're going to get a Flame Reaper offered. <laughs> like We see those quite often. It, it befuddled... Uh, <laughs> it, it, it befuddled you a little bit uh, in combination with Dormant yes. in last week's run. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, you can go, go and see it. In which I play the amazing game once again of what does Adulta not understand? Uh, in my defense, I specifically told you how to provide me the information input and that I did not understand how the card worked the way you understood it and that I was willing to do what you wanted, but you described it in a way that only somebody who understood how the mechanic fully worked would understand where to position instead of just going second from the right, So, which is a normal way to call out a positioning. Here's the thing. I'm not going to engage with that response. I will just say that trying to understand what Adulta does not understand. For any of you guys who maybe have not watched this very long or don't watch the coop, the uh, the history of this is very interesting. Uh, there have been times in which Adulta has forgotten that a minion on our board that he played that has stealth has stealth. Yes. Process it. These for things second. happen. Okay? Process it. These for things second. happen. Additionally, he forgot that the opponent that he can see that we are playing is the class that yes, is shut. That, that, that happens pretty frequently, he, 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 That happens pretty frequently. He has also forgotten that a minion that can attack that is green can attack. Like, yes. uh, that, that has been yes. also w- one of those things as well. Um, so these are, once again, things that... Uh, when when I when I understand that Adulta doesn't understand something, 
we are just really like a, a, a couple of forks away from me having to understand that he forgot he has hands, you know, like yeah, true yeah. Ricky Bobby That's why you go style. real basic, right? That, that's like, why, like, you EI five, you you EI five, because you know, I'm very frequently not understanding very basic things. So, like, why complicate it? Like, and especially after I ask you to provide it to me in the most direct, basic, fundamental building blocks, because I knew I didn't understand what was going on. Because I thought I knew what Flame Reaper did, and I did know what Flame Reaper did. That was the thing. What I didn't know was how dormant worked. You, you know where you got me. You, and this is where you messed up. I think you might agree with this. You then asked me a question. I, I did ask you a question. You did ask me a question. I did ask you a question. And you, you know how that, like, <sighs> because, yeah. because that, in order to ask a question, you have to have some sort of understanding. So you, yeah. you, you had, yeah, there, yeah. I, 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 yeah. you would, you would agree yeah. with that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. That, that, that mm-hmm. was, that was where. I, I, I did ask a question after <laughs> I asked for a direct thing, but then I tried to get back to it and it didn't work. No, and it was but as soon and as, I just did no, no, as soon as you asked a question, I was like, oh, he's here. Even mm. though, yeah, Mm-mm. see. No, but, but you that's the thing. There. That's you what was confusing. There. I asked the question because I was pretty certain I knew how Flame Reaper worked. And I did know how <laughs> Flame Reaper worked. It just like did not occur to me that I didn't know it was possible that I didn't know how Dormant worked. It was, yeah, I didn't oh, oh. think so either. But, you know, yeah. you, th- th- there we go. There uh, we go. Anyway, anyway, you Flame guys Reaper. Watch it if you haven't watched figure it, figure out how Flame Reaper works. Uh, I mean, the best part about that play was that it didn't matter at all, and we won the next turn anyway um, because we were so far ahead. Uh, but but still, that was a, a a big breakdown of a play. And in retrospect, it was a very obvious play, right? Like it was a very obvious play if I knew how yeah, Dormant yes, and Flame it, Reaper it worked, was. which that, is that Dormant very... blocks the Flame Reaper's side effects. And I did know that intellectually. I just didn't I haven't done that with dormant or seen it done with dormant in a very long time and so he, I wasn't connecting that when it came to positioning this is the thing like so uh, and, and which is why it's like whenever this thing happens I'm like shit it's like maybe he forgot that he has hands like this is <laughs> within the w- realm basic. of possibility Go this basic. Is within the realm of possibility five yeah so I'm, I'm like oh god what's my checklist here it's like do you know you're facing a paladin do you know that that stealth has stealth? Do you know that Just this thing? Which card to play? And then you said positioning is very important. I'm like, okay, so tell me exactly where to position it. And you're like, position it between your minions so that the flame reaper won't trigger. And I'm like, what does that mean? The flame reaper's gonna trigger. It, it's, it's just got to trigger. It's not like any one of these has no. a, has an effect. That's a, that's an advanced mechanic. You know, that I did know, but not mechanic. like... It's, it's advanced. It's advanced. It, it is advanced. It's, oh, not, man. it's not basic. God, Overwatch 2 is going to be fantastic. Uh, I mean, to be... Uh, Overwatch 2, though, that'll be like all the time. That won't be like, you know, once every few arena coops. That'll be like every single game multiple See, times. this is why Diablo 2 always works pretty well. Uh, because the rule there always is... It doesn't matter unless you die, and if you died, mm-hmm. that was your fault. Mm-hmm. That 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 was your fault because you put yourself in a position in which you well, should never put yourself in. That a position. is always mostly your fault. You know, like one hundred percent of the time, you are more than fifty percent responsible. But I still think that there are there are percentages of responsibilities depending on how your teammates are acting that contribute. You know, it's like. It's a it's a team game, right? Like, and uh-huh. so yes, you are ultimately responsible for your own death, but other other people can 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 nudge okay, it no, along. No, no, no. This is this is fair. It's like if we have a system in place, for example, uh, you know, before you have, it's like at the very beginning of the game. If we have a system in place, you walk through the door, and we all are supposed to know. Uh, we don't go in until mm-hmm. like you know you give the okay to not block the door but then so- somebody is really stupid they block the door archers kill you then yes mm-hmm. that that is true because mm-hmm. at that point you also don't have any the tools necessary to kind of fight against that right somebody actually mm-hmm. did just like block you from escaping and then you die but mostly or sometimes like you're just you're an immobile character and somebody leads like a group to you also that you're already fighting in another front i remember i got you killed before in uh act five hell once when we're really close to bail but not quite there 
I forgot what it was, but I remember feeling really bad because I very specifically, without knowing it obviously, like led a gigantic mob that there was no way that you could handle back because I was running away from it and it cut off your exit and you couldn't get a town portal out. <laughs> I forgot what, what exactly classes we were. Yeah, but I remember that, afterwards, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was my fault. Y- yes. Uh, and you know what? That, that, was, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was bad. That was bad. Uh, so, Diablo Two. I, I, I said that uh, you know there, there, there was no way. There, there might be some way. We, we might just die. Although mm-hmm. I'm gonna jinx it, but Diablo Two is a lot easier now. Yes. In Patch Two Point Four, it's a lot easier. So we will oh. definitely be be playing. I mean, it's also that. a lot easier because we used to play Untwinked Players Eight, so that that made it hard. No, it did. Like ladder hardcore, and, and we're hardcore, obviously. Uh, ladder is going to be easier just because it's not players eight, and the economy is going to be better than Untwink, no matter what the economy is. There will be an economy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. It won't just be two people communism. All right. So, uh, Epic Bug is back. Here's why I don't really want to talk about it for that long. I don't think it really matters so much. Like, it's not like when we had an epic bug before and before they got rid of it, there were lots of considerations. Number one, Mage was super OP because they had uh, so many removals. Number two, you could expect spammies everywhere, right? That's an important thing. Uh, Right now, it's sort of like, oh, do I play around? Uh, It's like specific cards here that I I don't know. And like, I I don't think it changes so much. Um, You should play, you know, you should think about positioning if you are playing uh, against Demon Hunters, you know, starting on turn seven. You should definitely think about it. Uh, But once it's out, you know play around it Mm, do whatever it's one of those things where like you can't and it's what makes um the weapon so powerful you you can't just be like oh man i'm I'm gonna play suboptimally in a vacuum because i'm afraid of this one card you obviously shouldn't do that so i don't think there's so much takeaways because from what i have seen uh in like the epic offering bug it's just some cards here and there. Uh, so, so the, the I, one I to so much. yeah, the one to think about in every game, sort of like not like actively think about, but just don't be surprised when it happens. Uh, is uh, Sea Giant because that's the new one coming? You in. see that a and lot. You see that a lot. It's in fourteen percent of decks right now. It's seen almost twice as often as School Teacher, even though School Teacher has the small offering bonus from being in the new set and you know is a much better card um so just pretend sea giant is not epic and is instead like a rare card i think it's about the same as a rare card uh, should be it's about the same as what a rare card should be the funny thing is we see a swing like that um you know pretty regularly in travel merchant so whenever you see a sea giant you know it's sort of like oh okay this is just you know, it's just another traveling merchant kind of deal, uh, which is true. So it's not doing anything that a normal-ish card, uh, a regular card in the meta isn't doing. Um, so you probably don't even notice that much because you when the yeah. effect is so much like a traveling merchant. Zero mana, 8-8. Eight, eight. That's nothing. Kind like of. that's why shellfish is bad. Uh, by the way, um, if you were going back to the Galaka crawler ban, um, when we say it has no effect, I mean it has no effect in the game. Um, I'm gonna tell you shellfish's uh, win rate right before the ban and after the ban. Before the ban, shellfish's win rate was 13.22. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, before the ban, uh, yeah, shellfish's not, uh, not not yeah, shellfish's win rate was. Uh, Somewhere between 52% and uh, 51%. Since the uh, Galaka Crawler's out, it is now 51.5%. So right in the middle of what its win rate kind of was. So to whatever extent that you were afraid of you know, drafting a Shellfish or something like that, or like another really big beast because you could get Galaka'd, 
that was irrational. Unless, like, you had a really good deck and it was, like, a very close decision, right? And maybe you edge against the one that could actually lose you the game one in every, like, 50 games. Um, but, like, it's, just, it's a very tiny effect. So, it's like, is it an improvement in the arena? Yeah, it's a very tiny improvement in the arena. Um, also, what it means is Shellfish is still not good. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, like, it's... Draft it. It's draftable, but it's it's not it's not good. Um, to right. give you an idea, Yeti's win rate is fifty three percent. Shellfish's win rate is fifty one point five percent. So, if we're talking about cards we missed on, and I haven't played with Shellfish enough to like see exactly what it is, but I think we rated it. A B maybe or a C plus, I forget what. But we definitely rated it significantly above a Yeti. And at least the stats don't back that up, but people may also be misplaying with it. I've played with it and it was okay. I didn't feel like it was worse than a Yeti. Um but the win rates on HS replay at least is bad and it's not because of Glock. <clears throat> yep. Uh it's fine. You guys can draft shellfish shellfish, but uh just just it, the ban on Galaka was more of a feeling. It, it, it was based mm-hmm. on a feeling uh, of how bad it felt to play, you know, get punished for playing a tribe and then being unlucky enough to have that thing on the other end. And of course, universally, like no, nobody likes that. You know, there's no. It, it elicits a very strong feeling. Nobody likes it. This is so. It was banned. This is the thing, guys. You guys gotta feel better. I was saying this. If you see the 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 eleven win run. Um, uh, that's gonna go on on YouTube next week from uh, from my druid uh, Friday night. You gotta feel more correct, right? Like your feelings gotta match with reality more. Now I get it. There's a lot of players who are casuals and whatever, and they just feel right. But for the good players and for the knowledgeable players to not feel terrible whenever you see a mothership, but feel really terrible when you see the much worse Galaka Crawler is just an incorrect feeling. And that, much like a Diablo 2 death in Hardcore, it's on you mostly. Like, yes, the mechanics of the game contribute to it, right? Like, they're causing these big swings, you know, they're playing with your emotions, they're designing a game, right? It's supposed to tug at your things in different ways. It's a little gambling. You're not, like, perfectly rational in the moment with your feelings. But most of it, as a good, knowledgeable player, should be on you to, if you can't feel not as terrible when Galaka comes out, at least feel more terrible when Mothership comes out. Because you should be able to feel more terrible, even if you can't make yourself feel better. So that's all I ask of you guys who are listening to this. Next time you see a Mothership, that's all you ask. just feel really terrible. Because that's what's happening. And you're, you're, you're just not, like, your feelings is just not correctly interpreting it. Like, you know how your feelings work, right? Like, it's meant for, like, a hunter-gatherer society of monkeys. That's how your feelings work. Uh, but, but you're better than that. So you should use your mind and make yourself feel bad. So we've been accusing people of misplaying for years. But what you're saying is people are misfeeling now. Yes, yes, with, with Mothership in particular. I'm, I'm sure, I mean, everyone's misfeeling a little bit, right? I misfeel. Uh, but but I, I feel like I misfeel a lot less than other people for Mothership. And that's, that's the gap, right? The gap of my feelings towards Mothership and everyone else's feelings towards Mothership is that I'm right and they're wrong. Um, and they should be more like my feelings, uh, mothership, because I got the numbers. I got literally everything except other people's feelings. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, if you don't know the stats, if you, you know, don't know the deep game at a deep level, like that's not on you. That's what feelings are for. Uh, but if you do, and if you're listening to this podcast, even if you don't, you've been educated. Now it's on you, mostly on you, not a hundred percent, but mostly. All right. All right, all right. Finally, we're going to cover one uh, last uh, topic, which is how to beat the initiative meta. So we talked a lot from a kind of a game developer perspective um, of like what's good for the arena and whatnot. But but honestly, you're going to be in the arena, right? You got to also talk as just a player, and you want to win games. And you know, draft druid and demon hunter is great advice. We can't always do it. So, so how do you beat an initiative meta? 
Um, I'll be really upfront and say that initiative metas are my worst metas in the entire history of Hearthstone. We've seen initiative metas before. It's not, it's not the first time. Um, and I have consistently performed my worst relative to other good players in these kinds of metas. Um, and I'm trying to fix that. And so I've been reflecting on what I have done that works and what I you know, need to do more. And I think the key with the initiative meta is that yetis are absolutely terrible. Um, and not necessarily because, oh, the swings are super big or there's too many Onyxias or RNG is terrible, but it's because yetis don't have initiative. So they're better when more of the game is affected by things you do on the next turn. When most of the game is affected by things you do immediately, then the Yeti is just a sitting duck. Like, if the, in a non-initiative meta, you play a 3-4, I play a Yeti, more times than not, my Yeti's going to eat your 3-4, and I'm going to get an advantage. Now, if the swing's really big, maybe my advantage doesn't matter as much or whatever, but I'm going to get an advantage. That's just going to happen because you only have, like, six initiative cards in your deck. When you have 12 initiative cards in your deck, most likely, my Yeti is not eating your 3-4 at all. You're just going to play one of your, like, three cards with initiative in your hand, and uh, the Yeti has done very, very, very little, despite being played in almost perfect conditions. And your opponent can do that to you, and you can do that to your opponent all game long. All game long. So the traditional stuff of eking out an advantage on the board is not that it doesn't matter anymore. That's what happens in a high swing meta, is that it just matters less. But I'm not even, like, you know, that bad in a high swing meta. I just swing with them. Um, but in an initiative meta, what it means is that it doesn't matter at all. It matters so, so, so infrequently because you never get to eat anything. So the Yetis are starving. And that's why their win rates are so low. Like the previous meta, huge swings. Huge deck RNG of whether you pull your bad cards or your good cards. But Yetis were good. Yetis were, like, the best in Alteric meta, both of them, than they have been in, like, two years. At least a year and a half. Um, and now, Yetis are close to the bottom of their, like, as, as useless as they have ever been in any Hearthstone meta. Um, so, what do you do then, instead of uh, caring about Yetis and stuff like that? Well, what really matters in an um, uh, initiative meta is resource management. Not tempo, a little bit of your health as resource, but mostly your cards and your options. That is what matters the most. Because you have X number of initiative cards in your deck, you should have a sense of how many of them you have and how many of them you've used and how many of them are in your hand. You have to know when to use them to get tempo, when to use them so that you can push with your existing tempo, and when to save them so that you don't get screwed when your opponent plays the whatever. And all that is managing the resources that you have in your hand. Um, so the game, rather than being played on the board, which Arena is always played on the board, is now at least half, if not more than half, played in your hand and in your opponent's hands. And that is a big shift to how Arena is normally played. And uh, I realize it's an area that I am less good at than on the board. Um, so it's it's something to think about. All right. Oh no, I don't. I don't have much to add. Just just draft better. Lord. Oh yeah, that also that's number one. Number one. Uh, you draft better, you win games. Just draft better. Um. Uh, yeah. The disappointing thing is uh, in last meta. I'm not saying this was a good thing, but in last meta. There were things that you could reach for, really, dragons, uh, and you would more likely than not, much more likely than not, be rewarded for it. So, for example, first pick, do you pick that Anixian Warder? Yes, you absolutely do. Or, you did, sorry, uh, in the previous meta. This meta? No, not, not really. You know, like, you're just not going to be rewarded with, like, the same amount of dragons and everything. So... It's really going to be about um, a lot of these strong individual cards. And unfortunately, the top classes have an abundance of them. Uh, and the bottom classes just don't have enough of them. Plus, you're not going to get them. So uh, it's really a shame. But yeah, just get good classes, 
draft good cards. That's kind of uh, and then you know you use skill whatever skill yeah, yeah. Uh, just be good just just be good at your draft right like uh, how did how did that eleven win deck happen I had a, a Phelan and uh, a few dredges GG uh, I had two raid negotiators on top of that like easy easy um, that's that's how you get how do we, how do we get uh, eleven I don't remember what was what was the big bomb in our uh, in our deck oh no it was Yasera but Yasera did nothing. <laughs> for our, our previous arena coup. Uh no, we had uh the four drop that counters um that oh, counters minions or spells. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had um uh, what was that called? This one by the way, my opponents misplay constantly also. Blade Master Okani, yeah. which is sitting there at a 56.6% win rate below mothership, well below mothership. Um and it is it was absurd. We won so many games off of just that card. Mhm. Yep. Uh, no, it was fantastic. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the Ysera did nothing. Like, it just did absolutely nothing the entire time. Mm -hmm. Sad. <laughs> Terrible. And it's just, it's not even that it's not the, it's a, it, you know, well, we had a bad experience with Ysera. I've probably had, like, five or six bad experiences with Ysera in a row where it directly lost me game. Like, if you add up the games that it directly won me and the games that it directly lost me, um, usually directly lost as in like it was in your hands at the very beginning and you would have won if you just had a little more tempo uh, but you, you, you didn't and then the Yasera didn't save you um, That that's what I mean by directly lost um, so in games in which Yasera directly won against uh, games in which Yasera directly lost in none of the last six times that I, uh, I had Yasera in my deck did that beat my normal win rate so this is what I mean. Like Yasera is a card without any actual RNG built into the card, but it's a lot better if your win rate is lower. Uh, and then it's even better if everyone just trades. And that is not this meta. Uh, and that is uh, also not what good players do. They don't just trade with each other all the time. Oh, the best players go face. Anyway, yep. uh, that's it. Yeah, that's that's all I got to say or not say, kind of. Yep, that makes sense. I feel, feel it out with the initiative meta. I wish I had more concrete um, tips than uh, watch your hand, that make sure you're saving the initiative for the things you need to remove, make sure you're saving the divers for... Because divers are a form of initiative, right? It's delayed initiative, but they can't react. They can't, like mess with it really so it's like half initiative um think about like your taunts even which is like another way to do like half initiatives um they're and i don't think about it in terms of what they're doing on the board think about it with how much of this resource i have in my hand maybe i don't use it when i don't have to even though i'm losing a little bit of tempo so i can preserve the resource but if i have like a few of these resources in my hand that maybe I can just use it to push a little bit of tempo without getting the full value of it. Like those are the kinds of like hand decisions that, that matter a lot here. Um, all right. Um, question from the goat. Murps, it is your birthday today and you are turning 36. Yeah. 36 years old. So, can you share some wisdom, some some nuggets of wisdom from your ripe old age with our with our listeners at the LifeForge podcast? Uh, okay. Look, here's 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 the thing. Uh, find something that distracts you from the passage of time, like you know, video games. Uh, number one. Number two. I don't know. Stay active. This is something that Adokta is gonna highly disagree with it's, it, it's not my birthday i'll give my take when i turn 36 <laughs> uh but yeah tr tr look tr try to stay active past that look man just 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 keep on being just just keep on being once you know once you're at this point it's sort of like uh just whew, i don't know if you're celebrating birthdays anymore or you're just sort of like passing by them you know i feel like we're passing by birthdays so so yes another year successful still alive <clears throat> there we go still around all right uh that's it from us until next week this is adwikta this is merps goodbye <laughs>
Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.